0: Hello friends, Kirk Henderson of Mavs Moneyball. Welcome to another edition of Group Therapy. And the best thing I can say about that game is at least it's over. A six o'clock start time for those of us in the central time zone. The Dallas Mavericks came out against the Indiana Pacers. Played okay, but not great. And in the end they lost because, I don't know, same damn shit we've seen for two and a half years really not much more to uh to, to say about the specifics of the game. Um I'd love if anyone could hit a 3. I don't know how many games we have to get to before it stops being a, a cornucopia of excuses. They're just not hitting threes. Um Yeah, it's it's not just one person either. I mean, some of the threes that I saw tonight from from Timmy and from uh Har- or uh, and from Porzingis and from Luca and from Brunson, and it's just like uh, I don't know. Do they need to do something like in that that scene in season one of Ted Lasso where they like burn a bunch of shit and and get rid of ghosts? Like, it's it's painful.
1: It's it's not fun.
0: Um, This team is not very fun. And them not being fun starts to get a little, it's starting to get a little frustrating. Um, I don't know. Okay, let's talk. And then maybe uh, let's all get on with our lives. Brett, how you doing? What's going on tonight? Hit that unmute button for us. Brett. Yeah, just like the Mavericks, Brett is off to a bit of
2: a oh, slow I'm, start. I'm 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 walk I'm walking back from the game. Um, as... Oh you're there! I forgot yeah. about that. You oh, No, yeah, yeah, and I and I and I ex- I didn't expect the green room to start until, you know, for another like half hour until I was like on the oh, road. Sorry. Um but it, it is currently raining. And I feel like the mood of like the atmosphere around me is like similar to mine about the Mavericks, that it's just really kind of like depressing. Um, I don't really, I don't know, I don't really have that much. Like when you're when I'm at the, whenever I'm at a game, I like don't have as much. No, it's like, harder. I don't know it's like it's, I'm not like watching as much. It's
0: harder to notice not, stuff in game. That's why I don't go. It, it's there's there's just so much distracting you. You can't actually focus on something.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, like again, like I kept like watching them just like miss shots. Um, and then up on the board, on like the, you know, video board thing, it shows like, whatever, four of 30, four of 29, whatever they <laughs> ended up being. And I was like, okay. I'm like, I don't really know what you're supposed to do. Like, like, I mean, like, to some extent, like, there's obviously things they can do to play better. But like, when you're, when you're shooting that poorly, like, I don't know. Like, and like, I don't know. Like, it's like, I think like the whole, like, oh, it's a new ball excuse is kind of stupid because like every other team is like not really having that same issue. Yeah. Like, there's a bit of an, a bit of an issue, but it's not like other teams are shooting, like, regularly games shooting below 20% from
0: three. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, our, our three kind of volume three-point shooters uh, in Porzingis, uh, Luca, and Tim Hardaway were combined four of 25. No, four of 23. Sorry, I can't oh do math. my God. Yeah, four of 23. Very bad is, is what I will say. I will say it's interesting. Um, at least from the, the, I only saw about two thirds of the game. I thought Luca was getting to the rim better, um, than they have been in recent games. And then what happened in the second half was instead of the shots that were, and, and like, again, I know people don't like digging into the math on this, but like the, the shot distance for him as he's driving. If he's taking a mid range like a floater at about six or seven feet in the key, like just because he's good at that shot doesn't make it an easy shot. It's
2: a difficult shot and he makes it look easy. There's a yeah, distinction. Like like, like like he hits that shot at a at a percentage that's like better than the rest of the league, but it's still like I don't know what I don't know what it is like, but it's like forty four to forty five percent. And that's still not like not a good rate.
0: Yeah, yeah. Amar notes that that he hurt his ankle again and kind of stopped driving. I mean that that's probably going to be the case. Unless they're willing to shut him down for, like, three weeks. Like, he ha- like he is a big person with a ankle sprain and, and relies upon his ankles. I mean, with his type of game, particularly the deceleration-type plants where he pushes really hard off that left foot, yeah. this isn't just going to get better. He's either going to have to – they're either going to have to shut him down for a while or he's just going to have to figure out a different way to play. I mean, I don't – when you're 12 and 13 after 25 games –
1: uh, and uh, this
0: was kind of this was one that they needed to win. I mean, it's just one of these many, many games that they needed to win, and they've sort of secured themselves right now as a potential playing team, unless.
2: Yeah, I mean, and I was, like, I'm at the game sitting next to like a Pacers fan who's like ragging on his team the whole game, like how they don't have good enough players, you know, they got to blow it up and all this. And I'm just like, yeah, and you're still gonna win. Which
0: well, like, that's gotta be that you know, I,
2: I should have led with this. The Mavs just lost to a team facing an existential crisis. Like, yeah, I mean a team that's like basically admitted that like our players aren't good enough, and we have to like do something drastic to change. So what's like, that When make that team players. beats your team,
0: <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. All right, well, sorry Brett, about that. Walk no, a- home, walk home, be safe, and let's talk soon. All right. Okay. Thanks. All right, man. I love it when people call in from games. Good God, how many of y'all are in here? Sam,
3: what's up? Hey, what's up, Kirk? Uh, I'll make I'll make mine quick because like it's it's actually to the point now. It's it's funny because I'm the biggest mass mass fan that can be, you know, regardless of what Mark Cuban says. Um, but um, it's like I just didn't care, you know. <laughs> you know, it's it's to the point now where it's it's the same thing nobody's hitting threes it's ridiculous and i keep saying the same thing every time i come out here it's a good thing the west is so bad because we actually have a chance so this may be the year to be decent but nothing's changing lucas hurt you can't rest him because we've seen what it looks like when we we give him a game off it's the team's horrible it's it's the same shit (laughs) yeah at, at some point it's like what can you do and like i said you can't make a trade unless you trade Porzingis and who's going to want Porzingis? I mean, somebody may want him, but you're not going to get equal value. So right, it's just like what's stuck. And like you said, this team is just not fun to watch. It's like a chore. Just to, it's a job to watch this team.
0: Yeah. What does it say about the fact that when I realized that they were playing at six o'clock, my first thought was awesome. I'm going to get to do something else tonight. Yeah, I, I I didn't I didn't watch the game. I was listening to it on <laughs> radio. Okay, no, Cooperstein's. I I really love listening to Chuck. Sometimes he's. I I I need to sync up. Find a way to sync up the radio stuff because I can't handle I can't handle the TV guys. It's not that I don't think that they're bad. It's just I am not in the mood for them when things are as shitty as they are. Because there's a whole lot of like rose-colored glasses stuff going on where. Harp made a point at one where he's like, we just have so many good guards. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? friendo? like, I know we got to be positive. because It's a hometown thing, but like, no, we don't. We have a team full of guys that aren't that good. They're not terrible, but nothing's working. I was trying to make this point, like explain to somebody this earlier, because people are just really confused about how this has happened. What has essentially happened over the last two years is the Mavericks struck gold in early 1920, where they had a, a, a thing that worked. And they've been trying to build back towards that, not understanding that the rest of the league has figured out different angles at which to approach the game. So all the little advantages that the Mavericks had during that stretch when they were blowing people up are now a, are gone. And the Mavericks players that they had, every single one of them is playing worse. Like, and, you know, maybe they'll come out of it at some point. I mean, I kind of think they have to. Like, Tim can't keep doing this. Like, it, it I feel like uh, – the gif of uh, of, of what's-his-name from Breaking Bad screaming, he can't keep getting away with this. Like, that just is, is what's going on. Yeah, oh, I mean, goodness. And,
3: yeah, just to make it real quick, just to your point, is the fact that whenever they were, you know, revolutionizing the offense, they had the best offense of all time or whatever, literally the next year there was seven teams that pretty much had the better offense than they did. Yeah, yeah. So now it's like, okay, now you're just, you know, part of the rest of the league. And now, obviously, 2022, 2021 – the league is already caught up to where you know you're not doing nothing new. If anything, it's kind of like college football where whenever we, you remember Mike Leach, whenever he had that spread offense at Texas Tech. Yes. Oh my God, this is so amazing! Like, what if the actual good teams actually start doing that now? So,
4: mm-hmm.
3: that's what happened. everybody else is doing it, so now you're just part of the the group.
0: Yep. So I mean, that this team sucks, man. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe we'll figure something out. This is really terrible right now, and I just don't see a way out. All right, Sam. Thanks for joining.
3: We can hope and pray. You have a good night.
0: You too. All right. We've got a full room for a Friday after a loss in December. Good gravy. Okay, just as a reminder, I'm going to bring on new people first that I haven't seen. Um, when you come up, you get instamuted by the system. Um, and so let's uh, you know hit the unmute button just so I'm not you know screaming Bueller out into the crowd. Um, let's see here. Peter, welcome to the stage, Peter. How are you doing tonight? Doing well, doing well. Long-time listener, first-time caller. It's what I'm um, talking about. Welcome to the pain.
5: You might know me as the Kleber truther in the Mavs Moneyball comments. Mm. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about Maxi tonight. Uh, I just want to ask the question, is there
6: $63 million worse, worse spent in the NBA than KP, THJ, and Powell? Honest question, is there $63 million worse spent than those? That's a-
0: you know, that sounds like a Mavs Moneyball article if I've ever heard of one. Just like completely taking a crap on like core components of the roster. That sounds like something. I don't know. I mean, I really I really liked how some of these guys have played at individual points this season or in seasons past, but it's just so weird that the Mavericks have doubled down on elements, and not really doubled down, you gotta kinda pay KP. But it's like we've seen kind of the core elements of this roster and I don't think they're terrible. What I think is that they're not good enough and I don't know what, what they can do because the more we kind of cast about, I think what's been nice about this, this sort of suckage this early is if there is anything nice is that it's made everyone realize that Dallas actually can't make any trades. Like there's not really, I mean, I'm sure they'll do something, but it's going to be, you know, exchanging one thing that sucks for something else that sucks differently. And maybe that's what they need. Sometimes that just happens. I mean, uh, sometimes one piece makes a big difference in basketball, but I just, I don't really see where they go. I just don't. It's, it's very odd at this point that they're, they have these guys that just, I mean, even Porzingis and it's like, I'm trying not to kill him cause I was so terrible to him last year, but like on, on, um, what's the guy that does the podcast with Mark Falwell, Brian Damaris, he follows me on Twitter. He's a nice guy, but like he was talking today about, Oh, I've never seen KP play this good. And it's like, guys, do you not remember how good he was in the pre bubble? The man had nine games where he scored 30 or more and was incandescent. He was just unreal, and he's fine now. I'm glad he's functional, but he's not great. In fact, he's like, depending on which data points you look at, he's much more inefficient than last year. I don't know. This is weird. Yeah,
5: I mean, with KP, I'm at the point where he's fine on the court. I just don't trust that he's going to finish the season, and I'm at this point ready to move on. I I would do the the Torian Prince-Pat Bev trade to just Mm. reset. I know that's right. that's gonna sound crazy, but
0: I'm. There. No, it doesn't. Like, cause, cause Zach Lowe suggested a um, Nurkic and someone else, CJ McCollum trade. I think I don't know. It was something. It was something funky. Where it was like just kind of a reset. But then like Nurkic has one year one year left. So like that would kind of be the point of that, where you'd be getting out of some money and and getting back into to cap space, which ugh, I don't even want to think about that, but. They just got to do something to shake this up because it's not going to get any better. The ball, like, they're not going to start hitting shots. I don't know, you know, it's 25 games. We are a third, you know, what is it? It's like 22, 24%. No, it's it's closer to like 28% of the season at this point. Like, it's, if it gets better, it's, it will get better by degrees. And I'm not sure it'll be enough to make the offense or defense any better, you know? There we go. Definitely. I think, I think this, uh, I think this season's a wash already. It's tough to say, Thanks. but, uh, yeah, appreciate you having me up. Sure thing, buddy. Hope you come back. Talk soon. Okay. Who else we got in here? Can't say your name. Well, Mr. Jiggy, how are you? Welcome to the stage. Audio you going to work for you there? Cause it doesn't say you're muted. You may have to exit and rejoin the room. Oh, I'll try to bring you up here in a little bit. I'm going to fly through some folks. Jason, what's up, buddy?
6: My, this is the same
2: game. This is really the same game as all these other games. I don't even Okay. Can I,
0: can, point. can you allow me to make a really terrible reference? Um, sure. I'm a big Star Trek fan and there is this weird episode of Star Trek The Next Generation that has Kelsey Grammer in it where everyone is stuck in a time loop and the whole episode is like them trying to figure out how to get out of this time loop. And that's kind of what it's like watching
6: Maverick basketball. Somehow it's been worse, like than some of these games where they just can't shoot because at least they're generated open shots in some of these games. But I just felt like the process was really bad on a lot of these shots, and they just scrambled and shot ended the shot clock.
0: They didn't even know that the shot clock was a thing. That was painful to me, where it's like Tim, that's one point just like threw one at the at the backboard. Like, what is going on?
6: Yeah, there is way too much Dorian Dwight Powell action tonight. I like I get it because Luca just didn't want to do anything the second half, but uh, like do something else, please.
4: Yeah,
0: we'll see. You know, lots of Dorian dribbling. I love watching Dorian dribble because it's just a reminder that he cannot, in fact, dribble, and they keep asking him to do it, which they is not very nice. They went to
6: out of a timeout. They went to Dorian dribbling at Sabonis out of a timeout. Like someone on the coaching staff is telling him to do that. Like, I don't believe these guys are just dumb. Like, there is something wrong. Well, I
0: mean, what's really good is that the team seems to, instead of of spending their time figuring out ways to make the Mavericks better, Dallas Mavericks management has been spending a significant portion of the last several days sending DMs to random people on Twitter asking how they would fix the team and then offering them free tickets. That's not strange. Not strange at all.
4: Not strange at all.
6: I don't know. I don't want to drag on too long here, but...
4: Oh, we have like
0: 30 people that want to talk. I'm going to let everybody go because, I mean, it's 8.45. But thanks for joining, Jason. All right. Talk soon. Keep it to faith, guys.
7: <laughs>
0: well, we're commiserating here together. John, welcome to the stage. Been been a couple of games since I've seen Remember to hit that unmute button there at the bottom once you have
8: the app open. Okay, can you hear me now? Oh right! I just wonder what we're all doing here. We're a bunch of we're a bunch of masochists watching this. We are, but then and talking about it every but night. But you
0: need somebody to talk about it with. Because imagine if you had just watched that game and then it would carry on with your evening, you'd be probably pissed off. For an- <laughs> yeah,
8: at least I'm talking to you guys and, and not my family. Yes, because they don't you know? understand. They're like, "Why are you doing this to yourself?" My wife was like, "Why do you, you doing even this care?" To-? Yeah. Oh, man. Same thing. Different day. I mean, I just wish I just wish we had a coach. You know, it's it's really sad when like Luca just dribbles up the middle of the floor. And if he doesn't get a ball screen, then he'll pass the ball away and just stand mm-hmm. there until he gets the ball back. And then we'll do something and everyone stands around. Um, and it's really sad that like I see Sabonis and Turner and Duarte and Brogdon. And I'm like, oh, man, their players are so much better than mine. And then I'm like, wait, it's the Pacers. <laughs> like We're just really bad. Oh, well. oh, man. Yeah, it wasn't fun. Uh, it wasn't fun. Yeah, I feel bad for everybody that went to the game. I mean, maybe no. the game was fun. There were a lot of Mavs fans there. A lot of Mavs fans. So yeah.
0: it was, it was, you know, disappointing to see you lose on the road. Because they, you know, one kind of hidden stat, Chuck Cooperstein tweeted this, like that would have been their fourth straight road win. Um, Because even though they'd lost them at home and they had, like, that homestand, they did actually won a number of games on the road going back to that Clippers game. It was pretty important. And since then, they just kind of fell
8: apart. Yeah, well, good, good for them. All, all I gotta say is the game was extremely frustrating, but but your Twitter feed is on point, point. and I'm digging the, the photo of you at basketball camp with Popeye Jones, and like when I see Dorian Finney-Smith commit a turnover with like you know a couple of terrible ones at the end of the game, and you tweet about it, I'm like yes, okay, at least someone understands.
0: I've told this story before, but I'll tell it again because it's funny. When I I ran into Popeye Jones at Summer League season before last, and I showed him that photo, (laughs) what what did he say? He just started like he just started laughing out loud, and he was like, "What in the? You know?" Because like I I remember what he does. (laughs) Like, cause it, when he got traded to Toronto that year, like uh, one of his sons or both of his sons are like NHL hockey players, like incredible. And I, I wonder if that wouldn't, if that would have happened if he hadn't have moved to Toronto, or if he hadn't have been traded to Toronto then. Anyways, inside baseball yeah. stuff, but I love some of the random Mavs fan or Mavs that people were sending me, where it's just like, like, oh, that was awful. great. It's just great stuff. Anybody check mm-hmm. check the replies and the quote tweets that, because it's like people are sending me like really great ones, and it's really Dude, fun when you do it, when, when I, and some of them like, who in the hell is that? And I didn't want to say that aloud because then it would, you know, kind of show that I would not you know, I was, I've basically been a mask fan since '98, but it's not like they're dudes from before that too. So,
8: yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, that that was that was definitely more entertaining than the game. But uh, thanks for letting me come up, Kirk. Sure thing, John. Have a good night. All right,
3: Tyler, what's up, buddy?
4: What's up, Kirk?
0: I'm having a drink. Life is improving. Uh,
4: I feel that. Uh, I just had a couple of quick questions for you. Um, did Mav's Twitter go 4 of 29 from 3 tonight, or was, or was that the team? I'm just trying to make sure. Well, I think you bring that up as toxic,
0: and it is your fault, and you should feel bad. <laughs> you should feel bad about that. I don't know. Yeah, man. I, I feel, uh,
4: feel terrible about it. 4
0: of 29 <laughs> is impressive ineptitude. Yeah. Like if they shoot like 25, you're like kind of mad. It's like, oh, it's terrible. But like four of 29 is
4: amazing. 13.8%. Yeah. yeah I love it. Good. And it's, they've it's lost a nine stat. of 12 now, too, which is also mm. fun. Mm.
0: It's almost like that, uh, that win expectation stat that we threw out way back when around Thanksgiving after that Clippers game was, uh, was predictive and correct, and everybody who yelled at me and Xavier uh, maybe should um, maybe should understand how advanced statistics work. Anyhow,
4: um, thirteen points in the fourth quarter for the second time in three games. Ooh, good pull. God, I didn't realize it was only thirteen points. Yep, thirteen against the Nets and thirteen tonight. Once again, just
0: impressive ineptitude. Amazing.
4: Yep. Um, and then lastly, I don't know if you saw. Uh, there was a tweet from Tim Cato. He uh, he was. Uh, it was towards the end of the game. It was like, are we sure which te- we know which team is having the fire sale? And I, <laughs> I honestly laughed. <laughs>
0: it's really. That's really rough. That's really rough.
4: Oh, well. We might be the reason they don't trade anybody. They're gonna run right on a win streak now. I mean, three in a row. Three in a row. And granted, did, did you see how happy they
0: were without Rick Carlisle? It's a, it's oh my
4: gosh! So one last thing. Uh, so in the fourth quarter, when Luca and KP ended up on the right block together, I could just see Rick in his little quarantine zone just laughing his ass off. I don't know why, but that that was funny to well, me.
0: Well, one of my one of one of my guys uh, uh, who who sent me a really amazing play of Luca driving into KP posting up, and it, it was like third quarter, like ten minutes left, and the hat like just third quarter just started, and it's just like. Oh, Kirk, it was um, Richard, and and it was just such – like it's just like comedy of errors that happens with this team, where it's just like it seems like the actions that they need to run, when they work and when everybody's like in kind of a flow, they, it, it does pretty well. But then when people are out of sync at all, it just becomes like bad playground basketball.
4: It, it was rough to watch, man. That, that second half was bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Tyler, thank you again for coming up. You got anything else? Uh, There's a good chance I will be in attendance on Sunday, so I will report back with what I see. Oh, it's an early game. Yeah, it's a 6 o'clock game against the Thunder. If they lose to the Thunder, ooh, goodness. Ooh, that'll be a fun one.
0: That'll be a fun one. Oh,
4: yeah. Thank you, Kirk.
0: Hope you have fun. Talk to you soon. All right. Akiva, my man, were you at the game tonight? Hit that unmute
9: button. No, I wasn't, Kirk. I wasn't. Uh, but uh, I actually was at the game that I, I thought I would uh, have you join me at the Memphis. I was on the first row. You there, were at a win. Um, what's that? You were at, yeah, a, at a win. Yeah, at a win. That's because, I, they only won because I was there. No. That's it. I love it. And uh, I'll tell you, Moses had a nice little stretch there in the game. And he, he had a nice little stretch in today's game. And I'm going to sound like a freaking broken record, but I'm going to say it anyway because it's true. I see it as clear as a bell. It's not so hopeless. The only thing that's hopeless is our coach.
10: <laughs> besides,
9: besides, the GM, besides the GM. But it's not so hopeless. I see it clear as a bell. Call me stupid. Call me crazy. I know what I see. I see that Moses Brown... Uh, what's his name? Pa- Powell... And Willie Collestein, thank God he took a sabbatical. His annual sabbatical. Uh, kid is too stupid to nail his ass down to the bench. So the, we, are, the, the, we are so lucky he's not playing now. And the only reason is he's taking a leave of absence.
0: I like the uh, sabbatical term. I'm definitely gonna. I'm definitely gonna start calling it Willie Collestein sabbatical. He did, didn't he? Do it last year. Yes, but I don't. I think he might have had an extended COVID issue. Oh, I'm I know. Ta- it was I'm, weird. I'm, I'm sorry
9: if I'm ignorant and it's some personal... Uh, oh, I don't bad, remember, bad to be
0: honest with you.
9: If it may be a bad thing, and I'm, I shouldn't be talking about it, but it's just frustrating he shouldn't play a minute. And and Dwight Powell should not play a minute ahead of, Mo- of Moses uh, Brown. Those two guys have proven time and again they are not like, getting you anything. Tonight, Powell played 22 minutes. He was minus three. Uh, Moses Brown played nine minutes. He was plus seven. Give him a chance. You're not getting anything with Dwight Powell. You're getting eaten alive inside. You can't get a defensive rebound. Moses Brown gives you energy. He gets the rebounds. He's a presence inside. Boban should play, Moses should play twenty minutes each. Use up to twelve fouls. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stop talking about it for two months because I know probably everybody's getting sick of this. No, no, it's it's
0: interesting because you know the one thing about about Moses playing a little more is the only way he's gonna get used to the speed of the game is if he plays the game. And the the G League games are useful to a point, but not really against the kind of size, because NBA just has one thing you'll notice if you ever if you ever played yourself with a G League game is just the guys are smaller, like height wise. That's it's, yeah. And and Moses is so big, so he plays in those G League games and he racks up these numbers. and It's kind of like, eh. and and you know I I I I've liked I've liked the energy and and they need energy because there's just such. It's like they have all eaten a big meal at certain points in the game and like Luca needs a push more. Luka just needs to push more. I, I need yes. more pace from them.
9: Yes, Luca needs to push more. Also, Luca needs to behave like a superstar that that's on a trajectory of a maybe an all time great, maybe a goat. But if he wants, if he's on that trajectory, he's got to throw his weight around. He's got to fire a kid, and he's gotta tell tell whoever the coach is, sit, nail Dwight Powell's ass to the bench, play Moses Brown. Let's try that. Play, play, Boban. He calls Boban a walking double double, doesn't he? So, so if you call Boban a walking double double, why can't you get him to play? Right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it, like, they it seems they try everything, and I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not. This, no, this is no,
9: just, it's, no. it's the same I, stuff. I, I disagree. They don't try everything. They haven't. They a kid doesn't have the patience. And listen, with a guy like Moses Brown, you throw him out there, and you make him feel like. Just because he makes a mistake, does, is not, he's not going to lose playing time. You, sure. give him, you give him 20 minutes for a few games. Let's see what he does. We know Powell is not going to give you anything. We know that. We know Qualistein is going to give you Ajira if whatever time he plays. So why are you playing those guys? Give Moses Bryan a chance and play Boban too. And I'll, I, I tell you, I got news for you, Kirk. I would play them. I, I used to love Przingis. I would play them over Przingis too. Uh, I got news for you. He's not a big. He doesn't. He stopped. He stopped even the off offside. Uh, uh, the coming off the the, the offside, the weak side to block shots. Yeah. Afraid, like he's afraid to jump into a lot of guys. That, you know, he's afraid to get hurt.
0: Uh, there I, was I, that the the afraid to get hurt stuff. You can see sometimes like there was um. Turner blocked him towards the end of the game. Like when it was already out of reach, there was like a leg like he got it on the left right. side of the basket right. and, right. and he needed to take one power dribble and dunk the piss out oh, of
11: the ball.
9: Dunk it. Yeah. And, straight through the basket. And we kind of went through the side that yeah. I know it's exactly, exactly right. You're exactly yeah, that's, right. That's and it's fr- frustrating and, to watch. But, but the bottom line is, is once a, you know, kid showed me, he doesn't have even the brains to see this with the big, so, He's not a good coach. If if he plays Moses Brown by accident, if he fixes that problem, he's gonna miss out on other things. He yeah. he needs to be fired, and otherwise we're are just wasting time.
0: It um, is gonna be weird to see what they do with him because if they just keep playing 500 ball, like there's just it's like Cuban is searching for excuses, and it's between and it's it really isn't any one thing. It's all put together. But what things can you actually fix from within your control? And the coach is one of them. But I exactly. really don't think. I don't but, think he does anything about kid. I really don't. It, it would but, it would mean he was wrong, and he cannot do that. He the, cannot admit that.
9: The only thing that makes me think maybe there's a ray of hope. You, do you know the inside dope as to why they hired ha- who who had the uh, why they hired the uh, Igor, Kukoskov?
0: Uh, uh, I don't know about the, that one. That one seemed a little odd because kid assembled most of his coaching staff from like Lakers and people who he'd been with before. Um, and I wonder if like Krakoskov was a, you know, kind of the same way out in Los Angeles kid was hoisted upon that coaching staff. Um, it makes me wonder if Igor was kind of a, you know, let's, let's bring this guy in because he has some offensive, his some offensive chops, but I, I don't know. I just, I can't believe this is the offense that Igor wants to run. It's because it's just, it's a lot of what they're doing is highly inefficient. And I mean, it, you know, we, we haven't talked about Luca too, too much, but, yeah, Luka playing like- himself into shape is going to be a deal, it's, and, yeah. and I think he figures it out. But it's just like, does he figure it out by game forty, or does he figure it out in you know three to four games and? Final, I don't know what he.
9: Yeah, it's that, that's that that's really bad to see that he is uh, so still not in shape. I mean, it's. it's I just, crazy. I
0: mean, I think he's in shape. It's just he's carrying weight, and in order to quit carrying weight, all of us, particularly us older dudes who have tried to lose weight, know. The only real way you can do that is by changing how you eat. Like you can work out all you want, but in your mid 20s, your body stops being able to process food the same way. You have to change how you eat. You have to not drink so damn much. Um that was my deal when I was in my 20s and it's like, "Oh, I stopped drinking. Oh, I'm no longer super fat. I'm just kind of fat." It's incredible how that how that ends up working. And so the, I I do think that, that 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 he'll be fine. It's a matter, you know,
9: but also, is as you said before, I heard you say it, and I, I saw it myself. In the Olympics, he was in much better shape. He didn't plod his way down the court. like when, You could really see it when he gets back on defense. He's like he's plodding like a penguin. And in the Olympics, he, he looked to be at least 10, 15, 20 pounds. Well, uh, it's affecting
0: his, it's, it, to me, it's affecting his defense more than his offense, where it's just like guys are getting past him, and then he's watching, and it's like, oh, yeah. come on, come on. Well, yeah. I got a long list of folks to get through, right. so thank you for hanging out. All I right. appreciate
6: you. All right, thank you. Yep.
0: Woo-hoo. Daniel, thanks for waiting. Hit that unmute button there at the bottom. What do you Sorry, got for us tonight? Sorry, I
5: got stuck in the chat for a second. I uh, uh I just wanted to bring up a couple of points because I, I this was maybe maybe the most frustrating loss of the season for me, which is surprising. Um, I. <laughs> I think the Mavs lead the league in introducing me to players that I've never fucking heard before. Every, for some reason, every team we play, they have a guy who, like, I've never heard their name before, and they just go off against us. I have never heard of O'Shea Brissett until tonight. Maybe that makes me a bad NBA fan. I don't know, no, now I I I'm on I my team.
0: <laughs> I read it and thought Jacoby Brissett, and I was like, how in the hell is Jacoby Brissett playing basketball against the Mavericks? <laughs> it's, like, it's not, not the same guy.
5: Yeah, we're just we're such a layup to, to teams. We're just such a layup. And, you, and, you know, I, I really do think that other teams do not like us. I, do, I think teams legitimately don't like Luka and they don't like us. Because when you see them play us, these teams who I've watched them play other teams with, throughout the season uh, uh, as much as I can, they really love jumping up and down and screaming and, like, just getting hyped, talking shit to us. You know, Karis LeVert is over there talking shit to Reggie Bullock. It's just like, what? Why? Do, teams really do not like us, and it's it's such a strange like dynamic when we play these teams. It, it, there's always some kind of altercation and, and more
0: talk than usual. But uh, well, because the Mavericks play like a team that thinks they're better than they are. Like in, and that's just kind of top to bottom. Like they yeah. shooting is one thing where it's like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, you know, it, they get in these funks, but it's just they go through these stretches of play where everything's lethargic. Where they don't push, they don't play with fire. Luca's even talked about it himself. And I think teams sense that and then you pair that with how Luca chitters to the refs all the time and and it's just it it makes like the there's just a you know, there's just like a stink. Like it's so weird hearing on podcasts from national people where it's like, well the mood around the team is just so much better because these guys really hated Rick. Well, I don't know. They won a lot of basketball games with Rick. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, like sure. Tim, Hardaway I mean, look, Tim Hardaway didn't look. didn't like a broken trebuchet, being able to hit anything from more than four feet away. I just, it's it's weird to watch.
5: It, it is, it's, it, and that's a good explanation. That definitely makes me feel a little bit more at peace because it was just so puzzling to me. But the uh uh the whole THJ thing, it's just so funny. The 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 it, it's like when you uh you you finally get out of a toxic relationship. That's how I was. That's how I was at the start of last season. So last season, at the beginning of the season. I was like, you know what? I'm for real done. I've seen enough of Tim Hardaway Jr. He has the lowest basketball IQ I've ever seen. I can't do it anymore. I, I'm over it. And then he ended last season on a tear, and I was like, you know what? Maybe I was wrong. Um, it's like that, you know what? We're going to get back together. Right? We're really going to try it this time. It's just like, <laughs> And now here we are. And I'm like, I should have just – dude, he – he came in, like we sign him, and we find out that he could have got so much more from the Pelicans. So we're like, "Yes, thank you for taking a discount." Now he's one of the most overpaid players in the league right now.
0: Like it's just. I still think he swings around like this sort of shooting funk from him, and Bullock, Like it's gone beyond kind of like Dorian. I mean, when Dorian's shooting better than you, I question you know a lot of things, stats, God, <laughs> yeah, that's the basketball. True. You know, I don't know. Something will, it'll swing. It's just, will it swing in a way that's beneficial enough? And will it be too late?
5: Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I'm trying so hard to be, to be patient. I'm trying, especially because, you know, one of the reasons you're able to say that with confidence is because again, we've had the same team for so long. So we see how this goes. So this is a particularly,
0: this is really a particularly prolonged Tim Funk.
5: Right. So yeah, this one definitely sticks out. But uh, yeah, the the last thing I just wanted to say was, uh, I, I, I from all these games so far, I feel like the only three Mavs to me that work and any that just can find a way to work, even if it's not every game, it's not consistently they work. But there's only three that work to me. It is Jalen Brunson, Porzingis, and Luca. And the it just it's so frustrating because that means you don't have a starting lineup that works because you have to have two other guys on the floor. So like if you don't have a lineup that works, where do you, where are you supposed to go? It's are you have a puzzle and you don't have the pieces to put it together. It's just so it's, I feel like I'm in purgatory every time I want bro. There was a possession where Dorian is in the corner with Dwight Powell doing handoffs and dribbling, bro. (laughs) I'm like, It's bad. It's hard to watch. It's hard to watch. I was just I wanted like instinctively wanted to just start fast forwarding the game as if I could. It was that bad.
0: It was really weird. Like I. So when I first started doing this, like I really liked to write about the specifics of what I would see in a play. I, that would be a, like a thing that I took down like like lots of notes on. And then just due to the way the internet writing works, you kind of get feedback about what people do and don't like and what's responsive. So I kind of stopped like doing that. And, and when I cover Mavs games lately for our site, when I'm doing like a recap or doing one of our kind of like wrote posts, like the numbers and whatnot, I just, I got dread it. I dread writing about it because it's the same shit and they do the same stuff. And even in wins, like I try to take like positive and, and take a more positive approach Because, again, it's a win, but it's just, like, you see, like, there's, you see the stink with this team when they, when, you know, they, like, how many definitive wins have they had out of their, out of their uh, 12? Probably two. Yeah. Maybe, maybe three. Like, the Denver game was good. The Pelicans game was, was overwhelming. I just, the rest of this is kind of, ugh.
5: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the, that's when I know I'm in a bad spot is when I, I'm upset even after wins. Yeah. So it's like I I've had that too many times a season where it's like okay I mean even you know initially when we you know set a damn field goal percentage record against uh, New Orleans it was like okay this is cool um and then retrospectively after they beat us the next time we played them that week then I have to go okay so in order for us to be able to beat the
0: Pelicans
5: we have to set a franchise field goal presented record. Exactly right. That's yeah. how down bad we are right now. <laughs> you know,
0: it's really challenging. And there's uh, just, it's and, tough. and I just, I just got a DM from, uh, from a, a, a follower who is, is over in uh, Denmark. I don't want to butcher his very long name. So I'm going to say, Soren, thank you for messaging. And he just said, the most painful thing to me is that there's no light at the end of the tunnel. And I think that's a pretty accurate summation is I'm just like I don't see how they climb out of this like hitting shots is a salve they're going to start shooting better but giving up like the Pacers seemingly scored like really easily like we don't even talk about the defense that much because the offense is such bullshit Um, and the defense (laughs) is not that good either like they're just not that good at anything It's, it's wild like I would say and Xavier can probably go correct me on this he's in the chat they're 12 and 13 right now I'm guessing the Pythagorean win expectation which is like, fancy way of saying how many games they should have won and lost based off their point differential. I'm gonna guess their win expectation is like a team that ought to be like nine and sixteen or something like that. It's it's not great.
5: So. I believe it. Yeah. Anyways, thank you for giving me a place to rant, man. That felt good.
0: <laughs> sure thing. That's the whole point, Daniel. I'll talk with you soon. All right. Thank you. Okay. We're gonna keep firing along. Alex, welcome to the show, Alex. Hit that unmute button there at the bottom and uh, let's. Uh,
10: Mr. At Kirk serious face. How I'm are you? Okay. Doing?
0: You know, doing these like, like these are fun if they're really early or if they're really really late when everybody's like loopy. But like the ones that I do at like ten o'clock where I'm kind of slogging through, like this is nice. So uh, you know, even if we talk for another hour, it'll still.
10: Hey, will you allow me a little, Grace? Because I want to praise you for a moment. Then I want to go macro. Well, that's
0: weird. I'm the problem. We are <laughs> the problem. Mavs Twitter is the problem. There's no praising us. We're
7: toxic. Not-
10: but, he- but here's the thing. I am a former radio shock jock that worked for the Washington Redskins Radio Network, the Detroit Lions Radio Network, ESPN Radio as a program director. And what I'm trying to tell you is – a, you have filled a void that is killing terrestrial radio, and I think that's what's threatening to mainstream radio. Um, secondarily, I think that because of that, what has happened is that has spooked um, the, Ma- the Ma- Ma- Mav's, uh, Mav's leadership.
0: What I refer to lovingly as Maverick State Media.
10: Yeah, I hate to go t- <laughs> too far down that path cuz then we might put a Q in front of our MMFL, but um but but, but what I want to say is hey, thank you because I would not go to bed. Kirk, I've been a fan since the 80s. So you've seen
12: some shit. I was shit. a
10: fan's I man, motherfucker, I've seen Martin Yur셉, <laughs> Bubba Wells, Eric Strickland. Um I um, I got season tickets. And I love Mark Cuban. I remember after he purchased the Mavericks, when I was living in, 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 I've lived in D.C., I've lived in, in Detroit. Um, after Mavs, um, Cuban bought the Mavs. I, I yelled Cuban for president. Oh boy. Um, and this is like in 2002. Oh, he sure. Came up to the stands and so- talked to me. I love him. I love him. But here's the thing, Kirk. I haven't been this pissed since 2006. I have not been this. Kirk, I did this for a living. <laughs> I I broadcast from Howard Stern Studios, and I've never called into anything ever. And I am on a green room on a Friday night with a three-month-old son in the other room because I'm so angry. And it's because every two or three nights I sit down and I watch this team praying and hoping for some sort of progression. And there's none. And, Kirk, there has been none In three years, and we've been through a pandemic, we've had family members die. And that's that's not even too far. And the only saving grace was that on somehow we'd have some light at the end of the tunnel. And the light at the end of the tunnel, there is none. It's a train. It's multiple trains. It's Omicron. And it's coming for our asses. And right now what we're looking at is a team... That scores ninety three points with Luca and KP on the floor, quote unquote, not healthy. We know they're not fully healthy, and I don't know what to do. Because God bless Akiva, it's not Jason Kidd's fault. It's not even Luca's fat ass fault. And I'm chubby. I get it. I'm forty three, <laughs> trying to lose weight. It's. It, what do you do? You can't. You. You can't. Can you blame Donnie? Can you blame? Nico. Can you blame Cuban? It's, it's like you, a little kid that's playing a Mario game and they don't know where to go. And they just start yelling, no options, no options, no options, man. We're here on a Friday night in December in 2021 with the world crashing. And this is just ruining things. So yeah. listen, well, it's I group mean therapy, it's, I need an event.
0: Do you feel better? Do you feel better? Having called in to your first show in a while?
10: Listen, this is like when I used to get on the radio in D.C. and rant and get fined by the FCC. I feel great. Like, standing I feel it's just released. But um, but here's the thing. Here, here's what's the curse of what Cuban said about Mavs Twitter. I'm going to do it to myself again on Sunday. Sure. And that, And that's why he doesn't necessarily care about us P1s. Because we're always going to be there. We're always going to watch. We're always going to give money. We're not going to go away. You know, never mind. I was I was actually at the same game you were at. Um, that was a rough game. I was, the Pelicans game. Like the big By the way, I took my son to his first game. That was his first game. That's pretty awesome. And I'm like, why, why am I passing this down to my son? Why am I doing this to him? Because <laughs> my dad did that to me and my grandfather did that to him. What am I doing? Yeah.
0: It's like child
10: abuse. Sports pain. We
0: opt into it voluntarily. It's amazing.
10: Anyway, Kirk, thank you. Cause now maybe I will sleep after I finish this, uh, crown. Good. And, um, yeah.
0: Thank I'll you, Alex. Ready. This has been delightful. Right. I hope you come back. Talk to you soon.
10: All right. Take care.
0: And good luck following that up. All right. You know what? Who I'm going to scroll through here. Cause we've got like 20 more people that want to talk and I'm going to bring up somebody that I know is trusty. Going to bring up my man, Tyron. Tyron, how we doing? You have to fall. You have a tough act to follow, but I believe in you. How you doing tonight? Is the audio working for you? Maybe not. See, that's just why. It's like you, you follow a good rant. It's very difficult. Hope you uh, uh, quit the room and come back in and then we'll bring you back up. Um, Henry, what's up, Henry?
7: Kirk, I'm enjoying these uh, green rooms after we lose a lot more than I am watching the Mavs play. How do you feel about that? I mean, it's, you know, but, but
0: it's tough because I've been really, like, like part of me, whenever, whenever things get weird, whenever we get, and, you know, I didn't want to, correct. I don't want to argue with anybody on this, but like, I've been thinking about this for days. What the Dallas Mavericks organization has been doing to us as a fan base is gaslighting. And they've been telling us that we're crazy, we're wrong, we're the problem. Where It's like we're in a bad, unhealthy relationship. I have no problem saying that. I have no problem saying that now. Because that's what it is. Where you, you know, the Mavericks lose and we're, you know, all of us, like, you know what the heart of our fear is, Henry? At least my fear. My heart of my fear since the the opening bell of free agency in 2019 is, oh, shit, Luka Doncic is going to leave the Mavericks. That's my fear. Because Luka Doncic, we will never see a play, like... We all, like lightning struck twice first with Dirk. Now with Luca, the likelihood of us getting struck by lightning a third time with a generational superstar, pretty fucking low. So I worry about this. And then when I see this sort of stuff going back two and a half years, I get uncomfortable. And that is where all of my rage stems from there. Everybody's allowed to make mistakes, but what you're not allowed to do is pee on my leg and tell me it's raining, which is what the Mavericks do for, they spend more time doing that than they do making
7: the team better. Well, um, fear is the mind killer, my friend. <laughs> when you when you stop letting this team hurt you, that is when you truly become free. Um, is watching the Mavericks the pain box? It is. It is the Gamja Bar. It is. Yes, it is. You move your hand, you die. Exactly. Um, Daniel mentioned not being able to field a starting lineup. And um, let's see, the non lucas starters played a combined 81 minutes, uh, six points, three assists. Not very good is what I'm hearing. Yeah, I I, I don't I don't think that's good. Um, but I'm gonna let some other people come up. Lastly, um, I'm I was literally playing my career on 2K, waiting to come up here, and um, I literally ran a pick and roll with Dwight Howell, Dwight Powell, and he missed a wide open layup. So I can't even escape Dwight Powell's trashness on a video game. This is insane.
0: Henry, you're making lots of choices to to cause yourself frustration. I recommend doing something different.
7: Well, shout, shout out to all the real, hashtag real Mavs fans in here. We'll be all right.
0: That's right. right. Just That's right. Push Thanks, through. Henry. We'll we'll talk soon. Good. All right. Coming up next, let's go with, um, we're going to try Tyron again because he's having audio. Tyron, how are we doing? Is the audio going to work for you? Maybe hit the mute, unmute button real quick just to see if it'll do anything for you to bring you up we will give you just a second and I will talk to myself because that is what I am pretty good at. I even do this during the day. I work from home now full time. And so it's like, I'll talk to my dog and then talk to myself. So that's where we are. All right. It's not working for Tyron. That's all right. Try it again later. Um, Big shot pod with Mr. Bosses. How are we doing?
13: Ah, I'm doing all right. Uh, I was actually running errands watching the game, so I was, like, in Kroger and random places just yelling and people <laughs> wondering what the <laughs> hell I'm doing.
0: The man with Tourette's at the grocery store?
13: Yeah. Um. So, yeah, this team, you know, the whole Reggie Bullock getting better at threes in December, I'm starting to not believe in that. You know, these – Players were, I mean, not all of them, but some of them, most of them were, you know, decent three-point shooters, you know, the previous seasons. This is a whole new season, and this, these guys suck. No one can make shots. Tim Hardaway Jr. has been a ghost all season long. I've been a big proponent of trading him and Jalen Brunson, and at this point, I think that we should just tank, you know, why not? Try and get our uh, pick back. Uh, You know, try and build around something new because we have no assets. We have nothing to build on right now. I mean, I'm one of the biggest, if not the biggest, Mass fan ever, and I always try and find optimism. I mean, this team reminds me, I don't know, I don't remember what year it was, but that season, um, I think it was the O.J. Mayo season. uh,
0: 2012-2013. That was a experience.
13: Yeah, I don't know if you remember when they uh, stopped shaving until they hit 500.
0: Yeah, and that, Uh, that was a team that at one point in the year, they had three straight games of shooting above 60%, and then they just like died. At one point, because Dirk was out forever. Dirk had that amazing beard. It was around Easter. Oh God, just yeah, that was a go. Go look up at like someone post in the chat for for any of the youth that are listening. The the basketball reference roster page for the Mavericks is absolutely amazing for 2012-13. Eddie Eddie, um, what was his name? The other baby bull center, wrong with Tyson Chandler. Eddie Curry was our starting center. Incredible, incredible team. Terrible team. <laughs>
13: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I remember that season and at least, you know, they they were somewhat fun to watch. You know, they were super frustrating, but, you know, they were trying, you know, and this seems they just don't seem to be trying. Um, they don't look motivated. One of the biggest things that uh, I always liked about our Mavs team over the last couple of years is their chemistry. Uh, it was always just through the roof. You could always tell that everyone liked each other. I don't see any chemistry this season at all. Um, you know, there, there's just no flow between these guys. They don't even like to seem to like playing with each other. Uh, you know, something needs to be done. I I'm almost kind of wanting Jason Kidd to become asshole. Jason kid from the bucks, not so much to that extent, but you know, make these guys work, put them to put them to work in the gym or something, because these guys don't care. I, from what I'm seeing, it doesn't even look like they're like in the gym, like, you know, practicing or putting up shots. Like, these guys are just – they look pathetic out there. It's embarrassing. Uh, every time I go onto, like, Twitter pages and I see other people, like other fans of other teams, you know, excited and stuff, I'm almost embarrassed to say that I'm a Mass fan because th- this team is just awful and it's just – it's not fun to watch, like you said, and I'm, I'm getting over it.
0: Yeah. I mean, people are going to stop watching. Like, I'm always amused that lots of people join in here, but it's just – you know the the average person is going to tune out, and and if you're middling, it, it's not. You know, and every time they go on national TV, they get like I think they've lost every national team they play, every national game they played but one. And it's just it's you know they're Luca was in it was kind of the it guy for a while, and the league has has moved on to, to different pastures because the Mavericks aren't very interesting. I mean they are unwatchable in a lot of nights. It's not fun. So
13: thank you for joining. Got anything else? Uh, just one other thing that that comment Jason Kidd said that this team was built around offense and not defense. I mean, I don't know what team he's watching, but I mean, these guys can't score at all. Well, so I mean, he's that, technically that right,
0: but it's just like why would you take the? It's just like it's complaining about something you purchased. Like like why is why is this? You know about the problems of the team when you inherit it as a coach. Like they, they weren't a defensive team, but he's managed to make them both a not defensive and not offensive team. Like the, they are offensive, like offensive to watch. They're not any good at offense. So, all right. Well, thanks for joining. I hope you come back.
13: Yep. Thanks, Chris.
0: All right. Coming up next, because everybody is yelling at me in the chat, bringing up Mavs Moneyball contributor and prognosticator of prognosticators, Xavier Santos. Xavier, what do you got? Hit the
1: unmute button for us. Come on, Xavier. You gotta know how this one goes. Sorry, my my phone froze. Can you guys hear me? Oh yeah, you sound good. It just all right, Dave. All right, there we go. So, like, here's the thing, right? I've been a defender of Cuban for a long time. My first article, I even kind of defended the strategy that he took over the last decade of, you know, trying to go whale hunting and trying to land a big fish. I know a lot of fans don't agree with it. I agree with the process. I didn't agree with the execution, but really. I'm upset by him and his fucking cronies and the people who are paid to cover this team, a bunch of fucking bootlickers, because then they try, they're try, they trying to say that the fan base and the toxicity among the fan base is a problem. No, what he has is what so many owners across sports want, and that's a fan base that gives a shit. Ask Derek Jeter, who bought the Miami Marlins, about having a fan base that doesn't care. You know what I'm saying? There's so many. Actually, the Atlanta Hawks. Before Trey Young got to Atlanta, nobody gave a shit about basketball in Atlanta. Those arenas were empty. I would go to games, and I could sit front row for 20 bucks. No one cared. Every owner's dream is to have a fan base that's passionate and gives a shit. Even when you don't win anything of substance for a decade, your fan base is still passionate. They still buy the terrible-looking fucking jerseys. They still show up to games. They still buy the merch. They still spend their hard-earned money to watch your team, and they're invested emotionally and with their money. You feel what I'm saying? And yet you think that it's a good idea to turn against those people, because then what happens when those same fans start to feel apathy and they don't care and they get numb to the losing? They get numb to the incompetence and all of a sudden they stop going to games. They start they stop buying merch. They stop going out of their way because it's impossible to watch a game locally from what I've heard in Dallas. And what happens when they just don't care? When they focus on the cowboys and they focus on something else then that same fucking owner and those same fucking bootlicking cronies are going to be looking for ways to 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 galvanize the fan base so, so i don't understand why you do that now and now i get it right because what we found out in the last eight nine months is that most of the incompetence in this organization can be traced to one man now before q dirk was the lipstick on the pig right Cuba can get away with being incompetent and being terrible as an owner because he can just parade Dirk. Hey, look, Dirk's up on the big screen. Look at Dirk. And everybody gave him a standing ovation and everything was cool. And Dirk and Cuba can just kind of be in the shadows. Cause remember, remember when he hired Dirk this offseason? season I well, even wrote an article. I said, hey, don't buy into this Dirk sh- as an advisor shit. All it is, he's parading him out there as a mascot just to cover up the bullshit. Well,
0: first, first of all, towards the tail end of your rant, it sounded like you're broadcasting from a submarine. So congratulations. Second, <laughs> um, you you weren't online yesterday. Um, and so I don't think you saw this. So Derek went on a local radio station and basically told everybody to chill the fuck out. And so pair that with Cuban going, I'm not, you know, it's an hour into this thing. The The 1500 people who listen to this podcast, this is going to be our own special weird thing. He went, and and as far as I know, I counted yesterday from anybody that would kind of chat with me. He sent specific direct messages to at least 40 different people on Mavs social media. Had conversations where they, and that was people who would, like, talk about it. Um, It got a little weird because he would, you know, hey, I'm always here to, he would, like, basically lead it with, hey, I'm always here to talk. Let me know if you have any ideas. I'm always open to listening. And almost without fail, the conversations that were shared with me, um, like, and yeah, I mean fans. That was uh, somebody just asked that. I mean, like fans. And and the conversations that were shared with me almost always went like people would kind of object and say the things we talk about in here because that's what I tell you guys. Like, send Mark Cuban an email and let him know as a shareholder you're disappointed with this team. And so people were basically arguing with him, and then he would push back and use Cube and use Dirk as a shield. He would use Dirk, well, I mean, Dirk, Dirk says things are fine, Dirk, you know, Luca's going to be like Dirk, and it's like, I don't know what planet we're watching, like like he's watching from, but Luca and Dirk, the only thing they have in common is that they hail from the same continent,
1: they're nothing alike,
0: and they Luca like basketball. is not going
1: to be a meat shield, Luca is yeah. not going to be a meat shield, he's not, and look, and not only that, now, Dirk took it a step further, right, Dirk Put money where his mouth was like he gave up tens of millions of dollars in order to help this team win and for that that's why dirk is a fucking saint and he could kick my mother in the shin and i wouldn't think anything of it he's a fucking angel in my eyes oh well, he's also but not no. watching basketball like that's my like No. Goal.
0: and so there's all these these people it was great you could see it was this weird little social media discussion it was not it was happening kind of in reddit and twitter and facebook i'm sure where it's like Ah, well you know Dirk said it so it must be true and it's like you know I love me some Dirk but if Dirk had been more of a a bear about certain things then maybe his last several years wouldn't have been so fruitless and I I mean that seriously like he was responsible for the Razor Rondo trade also like I don't like he was an unbelievable basketball mind and power forward but he's just like LeBron is not a good GM I don't really trust Dirk's feelings on things either and that shouldn't be like a hot take like he's just because you're good at one thing doesn't mean you're good at everything, which brings us back to Dallas owner Mark Cuban who, you know, was good at selling broadcast.com. Like that's what he was good at. And we're 22 years later and we're still here talking about him.
1: And, and it's typical ownership, right? These people are successful in their personal lives. Then they get surrounded by a bunch of yes men who are all trying to suck at the teeth. And so none of them are ever held accountable. None of them are ever told no. And so what do they want to do? They want to buy a sports team. And like I said, I would probably behave I would just do like show. Cuban in full transparency. <laughs> I would fucking suit up in a warm up suit and I would be shooting threes at, at halftime and warming up with the team. That's just me. So I'm not going to fault them for that. What? The thing is, like people. You're, come back. You're, you're talking under the, underwater again. Sorry is this better yes what are you doing there? all right so a lot are, of people are you, are you, got are you swimming <laughs> no it's just uh it's raining over here so the internet is going in and out my apologies but like okay, everybody everybody tried to villainize herala bob and everybody talked about donnie and everybody there were a lot of people who were on front street as as the villains but really it's all about cuban cuban allowed that culture to take place it all falls on his lap he, like, you should not have a GM walking out in the middle of the draft. That should not happen in any, he should have been fired the second he walked out. His, his badge access should have been revoked, but you allow that type of shit in your organization. Now, like I said, to push back a little bit on what you said about Dirk. Yes, maybe he should have held Cuban to the fire more, but I agree with the strategy. And I think was. Dirk agreed, hey, I need a star. I'm aging. I need a star to come in and help take the load off me. But the reason why, looking back, we were never able to land that big fish was because of Mark's incompetence and because of the culture inside the front office. And that's all Mark's fault. And that's the reason why we put ourselves in up. We did a good job of positioning ourselves to land a big whale, but it was our own incompetence that shot us in the fucking foot. And that's all Cuban. And I hate the way that... Now, look, in fairness, there are times where... Being part, look, mass Twitter can be a cesspool on certain days. I'll admit that, but, but so so Reddit, a, so's Facebook. It's people I, being I mad and being. But con- but like. I love it. But I do yeah. love it. Why? Because even if I disagree, like Kenny, I disagree with ninety nine percent of the shit Kenny says. <laughs> but I love that he cares and. Uh, about this team as much as I do. And for that, we'll, there'll always be that mutual respect there, even if we don't necessarily see eye to eye on certain things. And that's why I love the fan base. And, you know, Mavs Money Boys introduced me to the Mavs Twitter, dumb, you know what I'm saying? And I'm appreciative of it. But he should he should understand what he has. He has a cash cow. Literally, don't try to ostracize us. Don't try to marginalize us, because what I'm telling you, when we turn to apathy, He's gonna regret it. You know what I'm saying? But I'll get off stage. I haven't been on for a while, but I just had to get that off my chest because that really bothered me, honestly. And I haven't ranted about it on Twitter, but it just bothered. And especially all the people who work for the organization, echoing this, who are just fucking sock puppets for him and their mouthpieces and echoing and all this bullshit about oh, all Mavs, Mavs fans need to relax. No, we care. And when you play well, you're going to see us out there waving our towels. And when it goes bad, this is what it looks like. That's what nothing passion bad. is.
0: I would like nothing more than to get yelled at by everybody who says I wasn't keeping the faith correctly. Nothing more. You know?
1: It, hey, at least point. you can't accuse us of being frontrunners because we're there watching whether we win or lose. We're watching. And guess That's what? Sure. You know who profits off that? Mark Cuban does. That's right. So well, I know he's not going to return the money. Thanks, Kirk.
0: Talk soon. Guys, Xavier Santos, writer at Mavs Moneyball, keeper of uh, keeper of the faith. Uh, Brandon, welcome back up on stage. What are you doing?
14: Hey, Kirk, can I you hear can.
0: me? sounds like you're having a drink.
14: <laughs> I wish. I wish. What do you got uh, for us? I wanted to throw it back to a Mavs Moneyball yeah, article from a, maybe it was after the 1920 season where you guys outlined how, I mean, basically everybody's still on the freaking roster shot, career-high percentages across the board, and how we should be looking for other players because it's not dependable to count on all those guys to shoot that high again. Mm. And last year, a lot of them shot pretty close to that, you know, somewhere in that same realm. But as we kind of know, it was an unheard-of offensive year last year where after we set that offensive rating record, seven teams smashed it. And I think now, obviously, there are other changes, you know, better perimeter defense, more contact allowed. But I think we're starting to see some of these guys regress a little bit. Some of them, Reggie, I mean, there's got to be something. The dude shoot 40% for his career. He's not going to shoot 25% for the rest of the season. But um, I think we're starting to see that. And all of these players that we were so high on after 1920 and now they're just back to normal role players that were all undrafted or second round picks.
0: Yeah. I mean the shooting regression that it's happened all at once makes me think it'll bounce back at some point, but it's just, it's, it's a little, it's a little difficult. And and I, I said this earlier in the show where it's like Dorian's the reliable one. Now that's weird. Should- oh
9: gosh.
14: Um, yeah. I mean, that's, it, I, I'm just—I don't want to say I'm—I I hate when the Mads lose, but I mean, almost the get worse before you get better—you know, one step back, two steps forward type of situation. I hope all this losing, all this frustration—I hope it makes its way to Cuban and the front office, and they can finally see that they need to turn the shit show around, and before Luca decides to leave.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's frustrating. Well, thank you, Brandon. Got anything yeah. else?
14: No, that's all I had for you. I I, I was just thinking about that, uh, article and, no, uh, that's a good,
0: it's better the shooting regression stuff is not talked about enough where it's just like we've kind of, we kind of already experienced the outlier year, but yeah. All right. Talk soon. Thanks so much. Mr. Williams, welcome to the stage. Good to see you again. What do you got? For- hey, what's up, Kirk? You I'm all right? Okay. It's nine 30 weird.
12: I'm used to this being 11 or 12. Yeah, 10.30 over here in the (laughs) barbers. But I just wanted to say I do miss the second best center in Mob's history of my watching history and that is Brandon Wright. I miss that guy. He was
0: fun, man. That whole offense, I remember 2013-14 I think that was the season where they had Jameer Nelson and point guard. And at one point, and, and this was like kind of earlier, at least for us with the way our site talked about it, we had a guy um, named Tim Brown who wrote a weird, hilarious column called stat And it was like 2000 words. He'd turn it in every two weeks, looking at different statistical stuff. And Brandon Wright was basically the linchpin for the offense because as much as Dwight can used to be able to jump before his Achilles tear, Brandon Wright made him look like – like, Brandon Wright was jumping off a trampoline in comparison. Right. It was, I mean, he was an incredible
12: athlete. Right. So it's like I'm um, getting really tired of seeing Dwight Powell catch a ball and just end up in a position where he looks like he's the center on a football team. <laughs> Like crazy, it it's it is totally ridiculous. But I also wanted to point out that I think um Dorian is very much more effective as a cutter or a slasher because I remember Devin Harris and JJ Berea had like this backdoor cut play that they run so much and catch so many people off guard. Like every time I see to slip a screen and then cut to the basket. Like he literally scores. And I don't understand why they don't run that so much.
0: It's tough. Cause when they use him as a screener, they know he can't pop. So they don't want to do like, so teams just don't care. And he's teams are just basically saying, and they've done this for several years now, if you're going to beat us with Dorian Finney Smith, good luck doing it on repeat. Um, <laughs> It's just, it's, it's kind of the deal. Like, and, and there was a Mavs, or I'm sorry, of course there was a Mavs game. There was a Mavs-Jazz game last year without Porzingis, where Dorian was getting guarded by Rudy, and, and Dorian just lit up from outside for one of those games, and the Mavs just broke the Jazz in half. But the problem with, with Dorian as a, as a player is relying on him to be an offensive scorer, like, teams are going to take that gamble. Like, they just are. It's not like he's going to become a lightning guy. I do like when he is an off-ball mover. Um, he does really good stuff from the baseline. It's just right. anything in the middle of the floor, he, he's a... St-
12: right. So, that's just crazy. And also, I just wanted to point out um, Mark Cuban calling us not real fans and toxic. Like, honestly, that's kind of hurtful coming from a dude who doesn't even live in the United States because... <laughs> It is a killer walking around in the Bahamas with a fucking Dallas Maverick jersey
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't think he knows what he's talking about there. Like, he went on and 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 then proceeded to talk about how he loves Reddit. And, like, I, I need to be careful here because I don't want any of these people to come find me with an axe. But I will say that, like, every time I ventured on to the Dallas subreddit, it's people who don't particularly like any form of criticism whatsoever about the Mavericks.
4: Which right, is sure. fine. Yeah yes if you they,
0: if you want to consider no no he likes it
12: <laughs> they light my ass up when i walk around in my Dirk jersey like they 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 kill me bohemians are like uh strictly let's say los angeles lakers fans due to michael thompson because he's a bohemian rick fox is a bohemian <laughs> and now they're big buddy heel fans but they hate sacramento kings because who does who likes the kings in any event mm. but they kill me when I walk around in that Dirk jersey. They're like, "Oh boy, look at you! You got one win."
0: <laughs> it's tough, but you know what? Dirk's Dirk. Dirk's a fun one, man. There's a lot. There's a lot of really good players from the Bahamas, isn't there? Who else yeah, do we got?
12: They, they had a few. They have, um, of course, there's was Rick Fox, Eric Thompson, so Clay is a product of the Bahamas, even though he's born in America. Um, is Eric what about the Martin, Sun Center? Yeah, DeAndre Aiding. I mean, Aiton might turn out, like,
0: Aiton is is high-key turning into one of my favorite players in the league because I appreciate a man who realizes that when he's good at a specific thing, he's just going to do that shit. Because when he was in college, he wanted to be, like, a small ball four. And it's like, no, man, you're one of the largest humans on the planet. Just do that for a living.
12: Right. He needs to model his game after, like, David Robinson type. So I told him that, too. So because, you know, like... These people have the, – the Bahamas had some nice representatives, like Eric Gordon has behemoth roots. Also, Al Horford does as well. So. Mm. What about Raja
0: Bell? Somebody just asked that.
12: Raja Bell? I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't think that. I don't think so.
0: No, because he uh, – I he's not – because where's Tim Duncan from? Tim Duncan is from – The
12: Virgin Islands.
0: Virgin Islands. That's where Raja Bell is from because I remember, I remember a pod – sorry. That's
12: us being idiots. Also, also, uh, Dallas Maverick, first quarter great. Josh Howard has Bohemian Roots as well. Mm, Love me some Josh Howard. Yes, but thank you for having me on. Don't want to stay up too late, man. I got work in the morning. We actually opened in the Bahamas for the first time since March of 2020 due to the pandemic. So everybody's back to work for the first time.
0: Holy shit. All right. Well, good luck at work tomorrow, then. Thanks for staying up late with us. Thank you, guys. All right. Oh, Lyndon, you've been waiting a while, long time to talk. How you doing? Hit that unmute button there that instant mutes you these days. Oh, Lyndon just kicked him from the thing. I bet he didn't mean to do that. Oh, well, he'll come back. Tyler, you've been waiting a long time, how you doing? Hit that unmute button there at the bottom when when it brings you up. All right, give you a try in a little bit. Coming up next, then, Jose. What's up, Jose?
6: What's up, Kirk? How are you? I am good. That's good. That's real good. Do you feel like you wasted your Friday watching this game?
0: Yes, but it's also I'm going to be able to get done and, and go do something else. So, like, last weekend was just such a – it was just such a time sink because they played – what did they play, Friday, Saturday, right? Uh,
6: am I I, wrong? Didn't they play uh, back-to-back? Wasn't they it? played
0: a back to back, and then they played Tuesday, Wednesday too. Yeah,
6: yeah. so it's two
0: back to backs. I'm like, I felt like I wasted my whole
6: weekend, lab, But <laughs> right, don't don't you love when the social media page of the uh, Dallas Mavericks, when when Moses Brown gets a assisted pass from Luca, and it says Matt's Twitter. Hold on, I'm oh Matt's Twitter. This one's for you. Big mo hammer emoji. Uh,
0: you know, I, 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 I know enough people that do social media for like for work to where like their lives sound so extremely uncomfortable to where in my list of things that drive me crazy that just I'm just bumping it down because I want to give them a little bit of grace. But it did make that that did make me laugh a little bit. I mean, I'm glad Moses is playing. It's like what Akiva said earlier. It's just you, know, you want to see a guy play hard and play with a little bit of joy. And the rest of this team doesn't really seem to have that most nights.
6: Right. And, and uh, I mean, for me, I I didn't think it was funny because uh, I feel like they're just treating Moses Brown as a ploy for for us to to be entertained. Like like I I I like what he's bringing to the team. I, I'm an advocate for him playing, but. I just don't like when the media team is basically just throwing it at us and says, oh, here, here's a freebie, basically. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so I was one of those people that Mark Cuban had reached out to. And I, I had sent him a huge paragraph of what I felt like the Mavericks needed to – you know, change. You know, part of the the culture was some of the things that I was I was giving him, and uh, I was I was disappointed to uh, to see that the people that I follow, m- mostly the the minority fans. Uh, I'm a person from Oak Cliff, and being reached out to by Mark Cuban is something of a of importance
0: oh it scared the um, shit out of me when he followed me and then <laughs> he unfollowed me like a year later but like for like a year i was like oh god mark you it's like he's a billionaire when a billionaire talks to you no matter how like even if you're you know a person who's like fuck all billionaires you know into the into into space or whatnot a billionaire still messaged you like that's a-
6: right man and again it's just like, like me being from like this place that gets somewhat you you know discredited. Nobody really wants to come to this area of, of of Dallas. It's like you know I I really found that meaningful. But to see some of my peers on on Twitter not get a message, I was just like that. That's not exactly odd, but it, it's just like. Like wow, how how to really diversify your your fan base and only pay attention to a select few? I, I found I found that really bothering, and I, I just wasn't a fan of it. I, I kind of just I I don't know. It's, it's a lot to say that I don't exactly want to use your platform to just say it on. But uh, I, I just felt really icky about it. But uh, I, as far as the the game, I, I watched the first half, I fell asleep after
11: <laughs> the second half. So I don't
6: I don't have much to add to the game. I mean, I seen the the box score, and I was just like, oh, typical Maz at this point. It's just embarrassing, and also. Another thing that that social media creators that cover specifically the Mavs, they haven't really lucked out on not having much to cover because you have the Haralabob versus Mark Cuban (laughs) possibly going down in the ACC or the, the practice facility. And then you also have Mark Cuban against the notorious Mavs Twitter. So content creators aren't really uh, struggling to get content. Yeah.
0: That was a weird deal. Cause it was just like, he, he, he had woke up that day and was like, well, according to basketball reference. And I'm just like, man, you have a whole staff of analytics people. You are privy to a ton of proprietary Mavericks only data. And you are throwing like basketball reference to us. Like, This is the sort of thing where they, like, where he and the Mavericks expect you, not meaning you, Jose, but you, the fan, and me, the fan, to be dumb. And the likelihood is he's right. He's right. There are all these people willing to tell him and tell them, oh, Mark, you're so special. Everything you do is great. I love Cuban in a big picture sense. I really, really do. I kick the shit out of him, but I... I, I still like Cuban, but I'm not going to do the thing where I'm going to, you know, like, like Bob Sturm of the ticket basically laughed away. One of my criticisms. And I'm just like, you don't like, this is not serious. It is fandom. So I don't want to make it like political, but it's like, if you see something that you think is bullshit, it is kind of your duty as a person to call it bullshit. It's like half half the people around here, that I deal with and talk to on a day-to-day basis are constantly like, well, well, he's just, it's Mark, it's Mark. You know, for him to call us toxic when he literally had a toxic workplace that resulted in women reaching out to our site, asking for anonymity to tell their story, which did happen, we didn't publish anything because I I was an editor-in-chief at the time and we weren't comfortable running stuff, but there was a lot of stuff floating out there about the Mavs two years ago. People stuck with him, so for him to be like, "Well, you, it's you are the ones who are toxic, friendo." You got fined ten million dollars and cried on national television, crocodile tears. Come on!
6: <laughs> reminds me of Kyle Rittenhouse, but oh <laughs> uh, man, uh, funny funny thing is the other day, Desmond Bain when when he torched the masks the the little stat thing to kind of see how much a person is worth based on like uh stats or whatever the fuck oh that yeah mark that cuban weird t- company
0: that mark cuban pays to basically be like oh yeah this guy's outperforming his contract
6: yeah <laughs> that guy <laughs> yeah and, and their own page have put up how much des brain bane is approximately worth and somebody said, isn't it weird that, that, you know, this company that Mark Cuban invested in is, is putting this out and we don't have that on this team? <laughs> well,
0: I know for a fact that 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 company reached out to 29 other NBA teams and Mark Cuban was the only one to give them time of day. So once again, winning, winning, winning. That's the Mavericks.
6: So, well, that that's all I have for you, Curry. Thanks for bringing me up.
0: Thanks buddy hope you uh get some sleep and a normal grouping of hours at some point this week talk to you soon. Uh Tim. Sorry. Been waiting a while Tim. How you doing? Hit that unmute button there at the bottom. It uh we're out there on the main page away from the chat that'll let you speak. <laughs> This is this is the funnier part about editing these is sometimes I forget to edit the blanks out oh, and then. Yo, wait, hey, sorry, I, sorry. That's all right.
15: Yo, I yeah I'm I'm in, I'm uh, kind of forgot I requested to speak. <laughs> I'm eating the salad. No problem. I'm eating the salad, you know, trying to be healthy, uh, trying to cut back on my plane weight. weight, and Man, I'm drinking a tall glass um, of
0: vodka. So, what do you got for us?
15: Yeah. Uh, no, I just uh, been on, been on, uh, kind of. First time in a long time here, and uh, you know, I think I called in today just because, like, I think this team is is actually uh, kind of breaking my brain a little bit. Um, I'm I'm feeling a little like Jokerfied, or black pilled, or sort of like an accelerationist, you know?
0: they um, they're Alice in Wonderland, the Disneyland or the Disney version, which is just one of the trippiest movies in, in human history. Had there's one part of of the Cheshire Cat saying we're all mad here, and that is what I think.
15: Yeah, I tell you, I I, I listened to them like the next day and it definitely feels better. But uh, I was listening on the radio today and I just like had to the to the game and I just like, oh, my God, I almost drove off the road, just getting so mad at like what is what is happening. Um, but I don't know. I'll be quick here and just say that, like, all of the uh, just the, the sheer reality and the and the insanity of, of Mavs basketball just looking like the same thing over and over again has made me kind of turn into an accelerationist on the Mavs team. Like I, I I think even under the best case scenario, which is clearly not unfolding before our eyes, this Mavs team ceiling is like second round of the playoffs. And I think if that were to happen, like Cuban and the front office would, you know, smell their own farts and come up with excuses to say that, Oh, if just one thing happened our way, we could have made a conference finals run or a, a championship run. And, I don't know. I mean, I think that I'm definitely going to keep rooting for them, And I hope they I on the one hand, I hope I, pull, I hope I hope they pull out of it. But on the other hand, I'm just like, man, maybe they need to just like fall 10 games under 500 before the front office and coaching staff wakes up to the reality that this team is like not good enough. And that they have just instituted a culture that cannot uh, organize a team properly. Um, so I don't know. I'm kind of at a point where I'm just like jokerified a little bit and just like watching this thing happen and and almost thinking that losing might be a good thing for this
0: team and this organization. Uh, you know, some of me wonders, you know, how much of it is within their control. Honestly, it, this was a game tonight that they should have won and they simply didn't. Their team is healthy right now, with the exception of Luca's ankle. But if they're going to play him, if he insists on playing and they're going to play him, then we have to qualify that as some level of healthy. He, will, I don't think Luca was on the injury report. I could be mistaken there. So if this is the team that they're choosing to roll with, they're doing the best they can, and then they're still losing every other game. They've lost nine of twelve.
15: Yeah, you know? which, yeah. I mean, which like last year when they went on that horrible losing streak, it was like, well, yeah. I mean, sixty percent of their starting lineup is out with COVID, and a couple of them are serious cases. And now it's like, you know, I mean, Luca's a little banged up, but everybody's a little banged up. You know, I mean, there's really no excuses for how they're playing. Um, and I think that the coaching staff has, I mean, everybody has talked about it ad nauseum, but it, it looks really bad, like the, like the offensive structure and they need to be woken up too. And I just don't know how that's going to happen. You know, if they're just playing like mediocre basketball, I almost think that losing might actually shake things up a little bit. So I don't want to root for that to happen, but also if it does, I'm just like well, maybe that's what's necessary.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, don't go, don't don't go looking at Duke's uh, Paolo, whatever his name is. I don't think that's good for any of our brains. But I don't know, it's it's going to be pretty strange. It's going to be pretty strange because the the numbers on this team, like the advanced stats numbers basically said the team should be much worse than this. Yeah.
15: So. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> and, you know, another, and the last thing I'll say is like, I'm also hoping that they make some, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people share this sentiment, but I'm I'm hoping that they find a way to make some kind of move uh, with a trade. I think that KP, I think they got to move him because things could always get worse. He's playing pretty well right now. I don't know if that's sustainable. And he, he at any time, he could have a very unsurprising, but very devastating injury. Uh, yeah. And that like that would be apocalypse now for the Mavs. Like that would be very bad. And so it could always get worse. And I hope there I hope something wakes them up before uh, the nuclear option happens. So anyway. <laughs> yeah.
0: Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you. Hope you come back. Alright, coming up next we have Lyndon, we're gonna give you a shot again. Sorry that the audio wasn't working earlier. What do you got? Hey, can you hear me, Kirk? I can. The the app is a little buggy at the moment where I've been on your end of it where it'll show you as muted even if you're not, but look for the green ring around your name. That that in
16: Okay, cool. Um I just have a couple thoughts. You know, I, I, I kinda took a break from this. Because, I don't know, the Mavs are just not very good, kind of depressing. But the thoughts from the game that really, really stuck out to me is, like, Tim Hardaway, if he's not hitting shots, he's literally unplayable. Because the thing with Karis LeVert was, there was a a sequence where Karis LeVert, um, I guess, left Timmy open. They drew up a play that kind of caused a wide open three from, from the corner for Timmy. He missed it. Then Karis LeVert just called out an iso, and just ran through his chest. I was like, oh, my God, this is terrible. Secondly, Luca is now like a defensive liability. But I think one of the most important things I think the, the team should try to tell him, because I remember when Pablo Torre spoke about this uh, with Steph Curry's ankle injuries, was uh, about him strengthening his actual his core, helped with that. And I think Luca's knee and ankle injuries are a byproduct of him not really taking as much care into not only losing weight, but also like working out and working on his body. And Dorian Smith-Smith dribbles like Danny Green, and it's crazy that they keep on doing that. That thing upsets me so much. He can't dribble. What he doing? It's not fair to him. I mean, that was actually the genesis of
0: the Cuban Horelbop argument the other day where he's just, you know, Horelbop was basically saying like, maybe if you would stop putting players in positions to do shit, they can't do, they wouldn't shoot so bad. And that just like made Cuban fly off a handle. And I understand why Mark was mad. I understand. But I, I like, we've watched enough games to wonder, Hey, is, is there, is there something to this? I mean, One of the things I just don't understand about the Mavericks offense is that when something works, they don't run it enough. Like, Carl was notorious for this, where it's like he'd find something that would work, and then he would shove it in a box to be released later. And I want to see, like, 35 pick and rolls between Porzingis and Luca a game. Like, just beat it to death. Make them stop you. But instead they do different stuff, they don't do enough dribble handoffs with people who like like Porzingis is really effective as as somebody who who hands off to the dribbler and and they they don't I don't know. They just
16: go away from things that work and it drives me nuts. Okay, yeah, I'm with you. I have a couple couple thoughts as well. This sure. this, this this organization or this this part of the organization Reminds me of, cause I used to be a big Dan Labertard fan. I used to listen to the show. This reminds me of when the Miami Heat started believing, like, in their development more than talent, where they had guys like, they were tricking, like, fans were excited about guys like Rodney McGruder and Dion Waiters and Hassan Whiteside and James Johnson. And they believed that these guys in these expanded roles for this hot stretch were greater than they actually were and it didn't really hurt them because they're miami so they just ended up getting free agents and they drafted well they, they had picks to get bam out of bio and tyler hero back-to-back drafts but what i see is that the mavs now these role players have reached their limit like you can't ask more of dorian Finney-Smith. this is all he can do you can't ask any more of dwight powell this is all he can do mm-hmm. and i think these guys are not these. These guys are not NBA starters, and Tim Hardaway is a borderline NBA starter. And I think that's like a serious issue. Is that they they have they 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 believe their own hype with these players, and, it, and it's bad. And another thing with the Haralabob thing, Haralabob is reminds me of a guy I went to high school with, where he's smart and he's not a mean guy. He just doesn't know how to talk to people, and he's not a liar. I do not think Carl Bob is a liar. I think No. True. If
0: anything, he, he says just, things that he shouldn't.
16: Yeah, and I think uh, he said a lot of things that were fair and honest about the Mavs, and it's not receivable because the guy probably just doesn't know how to talk to people, which is true, which is fair. But a lot of the criticisms he has of the Mavs are legitimate, 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 Kirk. Sure. I mean, I, I feel um, bad for kind of going
0: at him the way I did. I've actually... yeah. I, he, he I wasn't s- a bad guy I wouldn't say I apologized, but I definitely mm. did send him a message to the effect noting my inc- incorrect opinions at the time is what i is yeah, what i he, will say
16: <laughs> I, I think he's i think he's looking at it and he's like I'm on the right side of history. he sure. looks at it like that because i don't I don't like and I, I i I know that Mavs have their pick this season right yep and Luca doesn't look very good. I think you can do a little stealth, even though I hate tanking with a passion. I think you can do like a little stealth tank on the low low, you know? On the low. A little stealth tank. Luca's not healthy or nor in shape. Only thing is that might make Luca wanna get out of here even faster. But sure. Yeah.
0: Sure. I mean I, I mean some of this is is. Some of this is if he, like, like they may have to make a choice soon to, to sit him just for practical reasons. Because if he's, he keeps re-injuring the same ankle, you know?
16: Yeah, did you see the, the comment he made to Callie Kaplan? He said that um he shouldn't have played the fourth quarter.
0: Yeah, which is crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. So.
16: Yeah, that that ankle stuff. Strengthen your core, man. Yeah, straight.
0: Well, I mean, the, the, like he shouldn't have been playing in the game. He got hurt. Like they were already winning that one, and then he tried to block a shot and had somebody roll up under him. It was just bad luck. And then it's just like all this stuff compounds. It's it's very frustrating. Thank you for joining. I hope you come back though. I do understand why you had to take a break.
17: Thanks, man. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, Christoph, how are we doing tonight?
18: Uh, you know, one of those days. <laughs> Uh, a couple things I just wanted to say really quick and I appreciate all you do, Kirk. Thanks for these. They're awesome. Um, so I'm German, live in Canada, you know, grew up watching pro soccer. If Cuba thinks the fans are toxic, he's not seen anything. Because I've been to soccer games where fans in you know like torches attack like team buses, you know, like I've been to pro handball games where fans went on a ran on a field and punched the referee. Like I've seen I've seen some crazy shit, right? So if if Cuba thinks like the fans are toxic, yeah he doesn't he doesn't know nothing. So he's just too soft I think. Whatever. I love that. Yeah.
0: Great. <laughs> You're absolutely right. I didn't even think
8: about that.
18: Yeah. And then and then the other thing is, I mean, I've seen that in, in, in pro soccer. I've seen it in all other sports. If the, the back-end organization, so basically like your management, you know, your staff and all that, becomes the talking point and takes away from the team, it usually ends in a disaster because it, it just is such a distraction. I mean, it's, it's kind of a distraction for us, but it's also a distraction for the players, right? And they lose trust, you know, like it's just, like I've seen it in so many different sports, like pro sports and everything. Like it just creates an environment that is not good, right? It just yeah it doesn't do nothing.
0: No, that's a great point, and and I think right now they're benefiting from the fact that they don't know what the source of their problems are, because and, and to a certain degree, I can really get that because it's three point shooting, it's new coaches it's new basketball it's this that the other and they and so i think that that sort of unsense of uncertainty you know allows them to to kind of hand wave at at actual things they could fix but you know they fall like like if they if they keep playing luca and then they fall under 500 even more they're just going to have a real problem on their hands. Like this is this, you know. I, I never wanted them. I never want to see them lose, but they're. It just kind of comes back to the point of they're going to have to make a choice soon about whether they well, about whether they need to sit Luca or not. If-
18: no, for sure, right? So I think from my point of view, you know, like I'd respect it if they would just come out and say, you know, what guys, season isn't going the way we thought. You know, we're gonna have to to figure some things out we're going to adjust our goals just be honest like don't freaking lie to me like don't 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 fucking lie to me i don't i don't need that shit right just well, i think it would also gain some respect back with the fan base right and and say you know what? like yeah sit luca for like i don't know a 10 game stretch like put him on one of those hollywood PED steroid diets and you know like and come back stronger
0: yeah and i have really really challenging news is that i think they're going to continue to lie. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think oh. we're
18: going to get any of that. Oh, yeah, no n- no fucking doubt, right? I mean, they, they just can't help themselves, right? And I think that's, and that's the problem, right? And it comes from Mark, right? Like, Mark Cuban, to me, is the guy who's trying to suck and blow. Right. So, Uh like, on the one hand, he's like, Oh, I wasn't involved. I didn't know about the harassment and blah, blah, blah. And on the other hand, like, he's pulling all the strings in the background. Right. You can't, you can't fucking suck and blow. It's either one or the other yeah well thanks for waiting so long to chat appreciate you yeah no worries well thanks for having us have a good night get a good sleep and uh thanks for doing those awesome and also thanks to all the other guys coming up and talking i appreciate it and girls of course thanks
0: dang right yeah and we could use more ladies up on stage this is the maverick dude fest though there is a fair amount of ladies in the chat we need more need more thoughts from you all tyler let's try this again welcome back hit that unmute button let's give it a go Remember, it's there in the main page. When you're uh, away from the chat, it will let you unmute and come up on stage. And if you see the green ring around your name, there we go.
17: Hey, Kirk, sorry about that. Can you hear me? I can't. Awesome. Sorry, I was in work. I appreciate you <laughs> um, taking the
0: time to talk to us.
17: Yeah, no, I was, I was able to watch the game for the most part while I'm working. but uh, So... I don't know about you guys, but I would love to see Luca or you know anyone at this point just get pissed off and yell at somebody um, on our own team. Like I want to like it looks like we have no fire out there. Like no one really cares that much that we're, we're playing like shit. Um, <clears throat> I mean like that that Reggie bullet inbounds pass. Um, I have no idea what he was trying to do. Like, there's just so much, just like, just stupid shit that we're doing. I mean, and, and I like what you said earlier. Like, well, when we do something that works, we don't ever stick to it. Um, but I would just like to see some passion from the guys. Like, it seems like, and, I f- for lack of a better term, like, uh, I feel like we just got a team, just like, full of pussies. Um, like, no one. We don't have a single like badass on our team. Like you see, like in um, in Sacramento, like Tristan Thompson is like ripping his team. You see Marcus Smarts ripping his team in, in Boston. I would love to see somebody like just act like they care. Um, yeah, we one of
0: our wonderful commenters, Joss, in the in the comments, says we have a roster full of milk toast players, and if there is. Milk toast is an incredible descriptor.
17: For this. Yeah. Way better than what I said.
0: I'm going to, I'm going I'm <laughs> to be thinking about milk toast. <laughs>
17: um, yeah. And so, I mean, I think that, I, I mean, Luca has a long way to grow mentally. Um, cause like Dirk was, Dirk was a badass. Like he would, I mean, you could see the passion when he played every game. Um, and Lucas just is not there. Um, I, hopefully, he will get see, some sort of fire
0: at some point. I sort of disagree here. I think he has plenty of fire. I think he aims it at the wrong place. Yeah, I think he takes his ire out on the wrong people because I think, like you can see, when they miss an open shot, where he's just like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, like it happened in the Olympics too. Once they advanced far enough and met a good, you know, met Australia and and uh France before that where it's just like there was just enough stuff and like he really let his heart out on his sleeve. He'll get there. I really do feel feel like he'll get there. But like right now it's it's just so many bad factors all rolled into into one.
17: Yeah, no it is a storm of bad things happening right now. Uh Luca, you know, his weight is not great and that I, I think is affecting po- possibly affecting his injuries, reoccurring. Um
11: but it's I was really like not see, helping.
17: Yeah. Um, I would like to see like Luca, especially, or somebody just, you know, be like, you guys, this is unacceptable. Uh, what's happening. Um, there's like no part of our game that's acceptable. Um, and like, just, we got a bunch of guys. Well, one thing is, um, you know, Rick historically has been like a really good floor raiser, um, You know, his prior time in Indiana and even with us, uh, he makes guys, like, who aren't that great, like Dorian Finney-Smith, like, play decent enough. And and Maxie, and those guys have dropped off, I feel like, this year, especially Maxie and Reggie is just playing bad. Um, uh, Even now, Frank isn't really getting minutes and playing very well when he's in now, um, which is kind of frustrating. Uh, I, I don't... I think Rick would help us out a lot right now. Um, I don't know. I just feel like Jason doesn't really have any direction for us. And we got a lot of guys who are just not playing up to where they should be. And I think part of it, like someone said earlier, is age. Like a lot of these guys are getting a little bit past their prime. Um, but there, there's a. I, I think there's just a lot, a storm of things coming Against us, you know, going against us, and it's and it's just really, really tough. And um, a lot of, you know, like roster construction and missing draft picks. Like if we had Desmond Bain, uh, and, and then we wouldn't have to, and then we could have just not resigned Tim, uh, and maybe spent money elsewhere, um, or had more money to do something elsewhere. Uh, Desmond, I mean, I would have Desmond Bain over Tim Hardaway. I don't know about you, but
0: certainly playing yeah. better, and that's certainly playing better than him this year.
17: Yeah, I mean, I was I was watching their game last night, and he was blown by LeBron, um, and LeBron looked like shit last night. The
0: whole Lakers team for like, like we can always take joy in the Lakers suffering.
17: Yeah, yeah, no, I, know, I I do love that because I've been a huge hater of Russell Westbrook his entire career. Even
0: though he's actually um, been pretty good for them. It's like AD looks like uh, Chris Dapp's Porzingis last year or late stage uh, Eric Dampier, depending on
17: uh, how much you watch them. <laughs> yeah, I saw you said it on Twitter. <laughs> I, was, I was dying laughing. That was great. Um, but, yeah, they, they look like a mess. Yeah. Um, as well, uh, but Zach, you know, Zach Lowe said that we're, we're the most disappointing team in the league. Yeah,
0: he loves our role um, players, like like the the Mavericks love the Mavericks role players. Zach Lowe all like is probably second. Like he he loves Maxi and Dorian all. The- well, and,
17: and I feel like I feel like Mark loves those guys. Um, you know, I like what you were saying about him earlier. Um, you know, I I like Mark too, but like. But with this team lately, it's just bad. It, like, it feels like he's lost his mind, and it feels like he's got a, a a lot of control over what's going on with the team. And because the fans are turning against him, he's getting that's like forcing him to get defensive because he's made a lot of these decisions. And I know he really likes Dorian and Maxie. Um, I mean, like, we had a
0: former we had a former Milwaukee Bucks front office person and Seth Part now on the show a week and a half ago basically say the the Mavericks were notoriously frustrating to deal with because they wanted to win every trade outright and sometimes you just mm-hmm. got to rearrange the deck chairs
17: on the Titanic. Yeah. Um, and that's pro- I would guess that's Mark uh, and his doing on that. Um, I don't know. There's just it, it's a tire fire right now. Um, and uh, there was something else I had on my mind, but I've already rambled on enough. Uh, no worries, buddy. Thanks for waiting and coming up again. Talk to you soon. All right? Yeah. yeah thanks, Kirk. I appreciate it.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. We we've got a couple more people. Joaquin. Let's see if how you doing. Thanks for waiting, for, waiting, so waiting for so long. I didn't oh, see long. you in there. I don't recognize your name. I would have brought you up
11: earlier. Oh, hello. Thank you for for having me. Uh, f- first of all, uh, I'm not I'm not from the from the U.S. I'm from Mexico. So we are a
0: worldwide yeah. show. We had a man from Denmark earlier, Bahamas, we've had folks from India. Mexico's a new one, but I'm grateful for you joining.
11: Yeah, thank you. I I just want to say that the maps are like very frustrating to see. Like the it seems that they don't care. Like they they I don't know, for example on this game, they scored like five straight points, and then they went on that all 12 something like that. Like, the point is that they don't care, and they just, like, score a bunch of points, and then they don't play defense, and,
0: yeah. Defense. The defensive stuff was really painful tonight. It was not... The Pacers, they had most of their players, but they also didn't have some key rotation pieces, and the Mavericks are mostly healthy. And so over a long enough game, a 48-minute game, the Mavericks should have won this game on talent, and they just didn't. And so to watch them give up some of the scores that they did were just terrible. We, We don't talk about the defense enough on this show, mainly because talking about defense is simply harder. Offense is easier to bitch about, but like the defensive stuff, I'm tired of how, like hearing about how they're better, like they're playing better as a defensive team. I don't actually think that's true. They're just like playing slow.
11: Yeah. I mean, for example, and Luca, uh like he has been amazing on first halves, but then on the third quarter or the, on the last, on the fourth quarter, he just looks like very, very tired and, and
0: that is concerning to see, you know. Like. He- yes, sorry, I could not unmute my own show. Sorry about oh, that. Oh yeah. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry.
11: <laughs> yeah.
0: No, it's it's tough. It's they're they're they're, they're a tough watch right now, which you know you'd think they'd be more worried about, but it doesn't seem to be. It's it's very. You know, they're either going to figure this out soon or this is just, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to kind of build my head up to understand that most. And I think this is the most likely outcome. They're going to win every other game and they're going to lose in a really frustrating fashion. They'll probably make the playoffs via the play in, you know, give me Luka Doncic in a play in game over anybody. But it's not going to be very fun. This is just this, they're not going to be very fun. And, and, and I don't know what that means for, for folks like us who try to watch every game because this is some-
11: Yeah, totally. And just a random thing to say. Uh, I started watching basketball like six years ago, something like that. And I decided to root for the Wolves. And uh, because they were like, they had wiggins and they had found and you know, they suck. And they have sock since. And then, like, a few years ago, I was like, oh, look at Luca. He's good. I went to root for the maps. And here we are now, like, not, not playing well. So. What I'm hearing is that it's your
0: fault. No, I'm just kidding. Like, yeah, maybe, maybe.
11: <laughs> I'm just going to go to another team to see. Go
0: root for the team. Warriors for a minute, please. They're just yeah. murdering people. <laughs> nah, it's tough like that because. I, uh, you know, I've been a Maz fan since since the late 90s, but I've always like I've latched on to particular other teams at specific times. And when the team that you like like kind of watches your as your side piece blows up, it's like oh man, I wasted all my time. Like and and my my side piece for a long time where there was the Thunder. Love the those those early Thunder guys because Durant was just so much fun. But maybe I need to adopt a second team. I think my wife would divorce me. Probably be-
11: yeah, and, and the good the good part about being from Mexico is that there is no team in Mexico, you know? Not yet, though I think they kinda want one there. Oh yeah, they 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 are looking for something like that. Oh what but yeah, I Yep. Did you watch were
0: were you watching the team when the Mavericks played Detroit and Mexico City two years ago? Uh, yeah, I think that, that was, was like the the penultimate Porzingis-Luca game where they just destroyed Detroit. And then I like to think it was because of the, the Me- Mexico City's 8,000-foot elevation. And they were just like just, – it was incredible. It was one of the best Mavericks games of this tenure. Yeah. And then things have never – Yeah, it was good. But, yeah, so,
11: yeah – I think they are applying to like having a team of Mexico city, something like that. So yeah, it's going to be fun if that happens.
0: Well, thank you for joining us and staying up late. I appreciate you taking the time and uh, joining the app.
11: Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. Hope you come back.
0: Talk to you soon. All right, guys, nobody else wanting to talk. We did like 35 people again, which is hilarious. Um, y'all are amazing. Thanks for hanging out so long. I hope you guys have a better uh, end to your your weekend. We'll touch base again on Sunday because the Mavs played the Thunder. And if uh, they lose to the Thunder, LOL. But I don't think they will. We'll talk soon. Kirk Henderson, Mavs Moneyball Group Therapy. We had a great time. Talk with y'all soon.